Hi, uh, this is Lindsey Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast on Friday, August the 27th. On this week's edition, we're going to talk about the latest coronavirus news, the downfall of Lyon College President Joey King, and maybe some more. I'm joined, as usual, by Max Brantley. How you doing? So uh, we'll start off like we have for the past 18 months or so with the latest in COVID news. Uh, numbers have... I guess plateaued, but at a at a really high rate. Uh, masks continue to to be uh, hotly discussed, uh, and the uh, the the medical provider for the Fayetteville County Jail has been giving prisoners ivermectin to to treat COVID. Yeah, I just don't. You know, I, we're still the fifth or sixth highest state in the country on COVID case rate, and and not doing much to fix it. Uh, masks are, are still being fought fiercely all over and uh, for reasons that remain unclear to me. And, you know, they're, and, and they're, the, the people are fighting them. I don't know that they're a majority, but they're certainly angry and they're loud and that Cal school districts. And what we really don't know yet is I think we're going to need another week or so to see where school takes us. Although, they're piling up. They're already having some school classes in various places shift into remote learning because of outbreaks or at least vaccine or at least uh, isolation of students who've been exposed. And of course, we've got a couple of lawsuits pending about people fighting mass mandates and, and Cabot and Bentonville and people yammering to get school boards to to uh, reverse mass mandates. And you know, the vaccination rate is not really moving up a lot. There was a big number yesterday, but it turns out that was a data cleanup. It wasn't really indicative of a big new increase, the number of people getting vaccinated. So we're, we're cooking along at about 2,500 new cases a day, and that's not as high as it's been, and it's kind of a plateau. But as you say, it's not a very good plateau. And and and, and this occasion of the the jail in Washington County with a doctor who's a believer in these, I call them quack therapies, hydroxychloroquine and, and ivermectin. He's been, and they first said this was voluntary. Well, it really wasn't. They were just giving these inmates a handful of pills. And they were saying, well, hey, a doctor's giving me a handful of pills. I'll take them. They didn't know they were getting ivermectin, which, which yes, it was a human formulation, but it's not recommended. There's no evidence that it's good for for a coronavirus, and and it can unfortunately it contributes to this theory that's still strongly afoot in Arkansas that it's okay to use the annual animal formulary, which is designed for you know two thousand pound cattle and horses and sheep, and people are spreading it on a cracker and eating it and and proclaiming it good, and there have been a lot of poison uh, calls about it because people are taking overdoses of something that's toxic when you take too much of it. Just, it just seems to me we're just doomed to be Arkansas, and then maybe at some point enough people will get sick that we'll develop immunity, although Fauci says if we don't hit a 70 or 80% vaccination rate, we won't have herd immunity, and new variants are popping up all over the world. And the news just isn't good. No, it's not. Well, let's let's leave it there and move on and talk about uh, Joey King, who resigned last night as president of Lyon College. 
you know, in a way, this was a wild little thing. Lyon College is this little Presbyterian, small, 800 students or so in Batesville, lives a quiet existence, never quite gets the attention Hendrix gets, for example. And they hired Joey King about five years ago to be president. He'd been bounced around a variety of colleges. And I don't know, I gather he made some enemies on the faculty and in the community for not being a real, I guess, interactive kind of guy is one way to put it. I think he's something of a liberal to tell you the truth. And, and Lyon is not exactly viewed as necessarily the same fashion of liberalism that Hendrix is. Certainly the town of Batesville is not so much, but for whatever reason, he gave an expansive interview to the Chronicle of Higher Education. I guess it was about dealing with, campus lockdowns and protests in the age of Trump. And he said a couple of things that just riled everybody in the community. One was, he said, Batesville is a pretty nice place, but we're in the, we're surrounded by white supremacists and KKK. And, and then he also said that there was a lockdown on campus because of a huge Trump rally in Batesville that just full of these nutty QAnon kind of people. Well, I think he's right about it. There being a lot of white supremacists in the hills around Batesville, although local people took great offense at that. But the Trump rally didn't, there wasn't a Trump rally in Batesville. And a month after this story appeared and after people started raising Cain about his comments, he endeavored to tell the Chronicle of Higher Education he'd been misquoted. Well, the Chronicle said he hadn't been misquoted, but it said perhaps he just hadn't spoken right when he talked about the lockdowns, that he was worried about rallies in other cities and so had a lockdown at the college for that reason. Well, this just merely gave fuel to some embedded uh, opposition to him. And, and when the stories began breaking early this week, uh, people were calling me and saying the ducks are in a row, he's gone. And indeed, Thursday, the board of trustees met and announced that he had resigned. I suspect he had about a year left on his current contract. I suspect he's struck a some kind of bargain it'll be paid for another year but but he's out of there and he hadn't spoken since the beginning of it and, and, and you know i i think he you know overloaded his rear as they say with his mouth and uh and and has paid a heavy price for it i i did resist this his resignation followed calls by the county judge mayor and the head of the local chamber of commerce that he must resign Essentially for things he said, and, and to the extent he said something inaccurate, although he claims he was misquoted, they chose not to believe him on that. You know, essentially, he, he spoke some unpleasant truths about life in Arkansas. There are some racists here. There just are. Uh, perhaps a college president in a town like Batesville ought to be more careful about what he says, but I also don't think college board should be making decisions based on what the chamber of commerce and the county judge, particularly this particular county judge, given his track record, says. But the board, the line college board, uh, is uh, very locally controlled. There are a lot of local board members. I think they're very sensitive to the town-gown relationship. And so he's out of there. And they have a woman uh, who's on staff who's going to be the interim. But it was a little bit of excitement in, in the world this week. <laughs> uh, well, uh, let, let's talk about that. I, I will also add one small thing. It, it's a, another signal of the power of Trumpism in Arkansas. 
I mean, I think if he had said something ugly about Barack Obama, the out the outcry wouldn't have been nearly the same. Well, uh, it was somewhat of a slow news week. Let's kind of hit on some some other uh, things, maybe uh, kind of quick hits. Um, the just mess at the the Little Rock Housing Authority continues this week. The Housing Authority board fired its director. Yeah, this she's like the fourth or fifth in three years, and you know she's complained that the board engages in unethical practices and micromanagement, which I think, based on the record, is probably true. They they say that she's done some bad things, and they didn't fire. They suggest they didn't fire just because she blew the whistle on them, and they've asked for an investigation. I, I think a pox on all of them. Uh, the agency doesn't has farmed out its big projects to private operators for the most part. I, I don't know why Mayor hadn't moved more forcefully, although he's limited to a certain degree because it's a federally funded agency and has some oversight to do something about it. But clearly, the board they just need to clean house there. Uh, and unfortunately, it's a, it's an agency that primarily is in the business of providing federal dollars in support of poor people. And, and they are in Little Rock disproportionately African-American people. And while I think there's a certain degree of interest in government mismanagement and conflict when the Democratic Gazette writes reams and reams about it and the lives of most, our, most Little Rock people who daily, they just probably don't care, you know, so. But it is a, it is pretty much a rolling disaster. That's true. Well, in a similar vein, uh, the the state won reversal of a court ruling uh, exempting four South Arkansas school districts from the school transfer law. This sad decision, the uh, Eighth Circuit, which is very conservative, uh, reversed itself. And, and the problem is that they they said that the the whole Camden, Fairview, Lafayette, and Junction City School Districts should be held to the terms of a law that was passed after they entered their desegregation agreements. And as the judges had ruled earlier said, well, if, if, the, deseg- if the law had existed then that, that said a desegregation settlement agreement had to include an exemption from the state transfer law, which now lets anybody transfer for any reason whatsoever, they would have been held to it. But but since it wasn't, they should be able to modify the agreement and exempt them from this this state law, this open-ended transfer law. And those four districts, as a dissenting judge rule noted, uh, all the transfers are sought by white people seeking to leave majority black districts. That's just the reality. The, the sad thing about this ruling is, is in some of its dicta, some of its footnote comments, the majority opinion in this case, basically said it's time for these districts to be out of court. We're sick of desegregation lawsuits. There, there's no, you can no longer claim racial impact as a reason for school district attendance policies be gone. And I, I frankly think that's a developing theory in the Trump dominated judiciary. And uh, that's sad news. Essentially, we have the state of Arkansas and its law. And now the federal court, which used to be a, a break on the state, saying school segregation is okay. School choice, freedom of choice is okay. If white people want to get away from black people, we're not going to stand in their way. So it was a, a dark day. The, 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 the districts may appeal, uh, but I think 
I think their odds of success at this point are probably not very good. Uh, more bad news uh, at the Pulaski County uh, Election Commission. The uh, uh, Republicans yeah. continue to to assert themselves. Well, the Republicans control the three-member commission with two seats, of course, and the state legislature passed laws that were directly intended to strip control of the election staff in Pulaski County from the county judge and put it in the hands of the partisan commission. And Christy Stair, the uh, intriguing woman of Arkansas, who's chair of the commission, uh, moved without advance notice to implement policies that says they'll control the hiring of the election coordinator. They'll run the day-to-day -day business of the operation. They'll set the budget. They will essentially control elections in Arkansas. And given her past practice, I don't trust her to do it very well, but this is all about doing things that will harm Democrats. I think the future we'll see shuffling of precincts and voting rules. She, she came in and tried to force the uh, library to hold hold a school election, uh, tax election on the same day as a school election just because she thought that'd be better for turnout. But the state law didn't allow it. And finally, finally, she dropped her resistance, but it took an awful lot of explaining. She's just not very well versed in the law as evidenced by the setup complaint that she engineered to the state election commission that was intended to slam the election staff, but ended up getting her and her Republican running buddy, Evelyn Gomez, also cited as being part of the reason for law violations during operation of 2020 election. But in any event, this this was the intent of state law. She's now moved to do it. And I think we're going to see some more horrors from her next week uh, on the budget for the election commission. She, by the way, no has directed the staff to no longer respond to uh, press questions, even on routine matters. They must go through her. She is the she is the generalissimo of the election commissioner, Madam Madam Christie. She she promised to resign after that hearing. What happened? She did. She was just almost tearful. She was going to resign, after, but she decided instead to appeal the decision. And unfortunately, she's still with us. All right. Well, let's. We well, want to mention that it's it's a minor matter, but the head of the Little Rock Education Association, the the so-called teachers union in Little Rock quit after three weeks of newly being elected and said he found financial problems at the, at the, at the, at the agency and also squabbling with the AEA and past leadership. And the only reason I, I, I can't evaluate his complaints or the response to his complaints, but it's just another signal of, of course, it can't represent teachers by state law anymore. And it used to be a real powerhouse and a really vibrant, viable labor organization that represented its its members well and stood up for really important things in the community. And it's just now in disarray. And that's it's another factor that is not good for the school district, generally speaking. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, it was undercut by the legislature this session, which right. prevented collective bargaining by public entities except for police and fire so i i mean yeah i agree with your point I, i'm just i don't know what exactly what the point of it is going forward the aea has long done other things and general advocacy and but you know the lrea is i mean it was a union that was strong and and fought on 
labor issues and if it can't be that what can it be i think it's, there's yeah, gonna be it's, some, it's, some growing. It's, kind of, it's, it's kind of a sad development i think of some of the great people that have been through there over the years and stood up in some really righteous causes and had some impact and it's just it's hard to see how that can continue yeah, well i i did not watch all the school board as usual to report on it last night but i did catch the head of the personnel policy committee uh, talked to the board and of course the ppcs are are what the state has forced upon all districts as sort of uh, an anti or not an anti-union but it, it it has no bargaining power but it's supposed to represent teachers it, it's, it's a sop but it's far far less but we do have i think a very strong school board that's that's sympathetic and the the leader of the ppc is super impressive and gave a very impassioned speech and talked about some personnel management kind of issues and you know there there were promises from the administration the board to resolve things so i mean i think there there is still some yes and i think there is a board and a current superintendent that's happy to work with with an employee group that yeah. i mean uh, there, there are some well-intentioned people in good positions in the school district, but they're just still bleeding, bleeding students right and left. And the state is set about. I mean, they've just organized. They've just approved another gang of seats for charter schools in Little Rock, and it's, um, it's you know, that's going to hurt them. That's that's all. But I, I do know that they do have a, a tax election coming up, and uh, I'm going to be voting for this one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will we'll be talking about all the tax elections coming up in the coming weeks. But let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you got? Oh, I got yeah, I, the chair, absolutely. Sandra uh, O yeah. stars in this series, six-part series, I guess, on a chair of a, a an Ivy League-looking college English department and problems that arise from from political correctness and students being mad about a bad joke about Nazis from a professor. And, you know, oh, it, it's a funny thing. I have a friend who's a retired college professor and she's not a fan of it. She said, oh, it's just cliche. And then she says, I've known people just like that, which is kind of the point. I mean, I think it's not an entirely uh, felicitous uh, depiction of higher education i mean there there are some dead wood in some of these colleges you know and and there are some silly issues that sometimes happen and i mean i'm more or less a defender of 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 the academy against the the conservative attacks but you know i mean there are some points and they're they're funnily made and i I recommend the series highly i think it's great yeah i I do too I, i love that and i mean it's that's satire and so some of the stuff is way over the top yeah oh sure 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 um yeah there i think you of course you and i went to the the same college and i think maybe yeah. we had we had the same professor <laughs> just kind of hard to believe it we, I, we probably we probably did i thought of that professor that there's a there's um a, a really old disheveled professor that reminded me of of some of my college professors but holland taylor who plays um one of the the older um english professors who's kind of targeted for getting pushed out because she makes too much 
was just great. I thought. Oh, she that she was she was just wonderful. Yeah, the 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 Chaucer expert. She she was she was great. Uh, well, I'm going to recommend Coda. It's a movie on Apple TV that I think won Sundance. It, it won some indie festival. Uh, and this is a movie that I am fairly certain that you would like. I think it is it is not tonally like Ted Lasso, but it's it has the same kind of broad emotional appeal where I have a hard time imagining anyone who wouldn't like it. Uh, it's it's about this uh, high school senior who is hearing who is is in a family with brother, mom and dad who are all deaf and they live in a small um, northeast fishing community and she works on the boat with her dad and brother and communicates for them uh, in in pretty much everywhere they go. And uh, it turns out that she's this really talented singer, which, of course, her family doesn't understand. And um, there's sort of some tension within that. It's 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 kind of like the best, smartest version of a Lifetime movie. Um, I mean, there's sort of some emotionally manipulative parts to it, but it's just so well acted. And the dad especially is so charming and funny and crusty but all around it's just really well acted so you talked me into it is on netflix it's on apple apple oh good apple. i got that too yeah i got that too and, i'm covered you know i mean all, all of these all the tv stuff adds up but as i think you told me a while back if you've bought a new apple product in like the last year, you've got a free Apple TV subscription for like six months. And if you hadn't, it's only like $5. So it's worth it's worth getting in and just catching up on Ted Lasso and watching a few things and canceling. Yeah, no, I've been I've been very happy with it. I, I've I've uh, I've kept it kept it on after my time expired. All right. Well, we we are expired here. Everybody be safe. Mask up. Get your shot. We'll be back next week. I'll see you. Bye.